1: Welcome back, everybody, to a special edition of the Tigers Today podcast. Today being late in the evening, early in the morning, Sunday slash Monday um, after we wrapped up the first two rounds of the Major League Baseball draft. I'm Tony Paul and joined by uh, Lynn Henning, our draft aficionado for the Detroit News. Um, interesting evening uh, developing or developed uh, before our eyes tonight Um uh, didn't go exactly as a lot of people planned. Number one overall pick, I think, was a bit of a surprise with Pittsburgh going with uh, Paul Skeens, the hard uh, throwing right-hander from LSU, followed by Dylan Cruz, uh, the uh, slugger from LSU, going 1-2, leaving the Tigers with the option to go ahead and take Wyatt Langford out of Florida, who I think a lot of people thought they'd take, but Lynn, they surprised us a little bit.
0: They did. I think everybody had pretty much the top five, Tony, but uh, the order was completely jostled. And uh, the Pirates going with Skeens was really not anticipated. Uh, That looked like that was going to be Washington's pick all the way. And um, the Pirates, uh, as has been their habit, uh, were expected to probably go beneath slot, get a guy like Langford. At that first spot, and then have a lot of money to plow into their subsequent picks. Well, they crossed up everyone, uh, and I suppose that's a testament, Tony, to Paul Skeens. Um, So many people really begin to dismiss pitchers anymore because, of course, they're afraid that they're going to break down and become a catastrophe, but Skeens is so extraordinary. Uh, He's such a generational talent that even the pirates had to say, look, uh, we can't fool around here. We've got to go with someone who looks to be uh, absolutely uh, demonic here with his repertoire. So they go with that. And then uh, Washington goes with Cruz, which I guess at at that point was not a shock except that, again, it didn't follow the order that was preconceived. And then the Tigers, uh, really, at that, at that stage, I think, crossed up everybody uh, right. when they didn't go with Langford and instead opted for Max Clark. Now, Max Clark, again, Tony, was a top-five talent consensus, right. but I didn't see many people pegging him uh, any earlier than four. And all of the data, all of the intelligence, quote, unquote, (laughs) that could be extracted ahead of this draft seemed to point to the fact the Tigers were going to go for one of those outfielders if, in fact, Skeens was gone. And I didn't see any disagreement anywhere there. Uh, And anybody that you talked with, uh, there was uh, a universal feeling that the Tigers were going to go with Langford. Here's what we did know about Max Clark. He is inordinately talented. I mean, they talk about speed and hitting and glove and arm and the ability to hit down the road for power. This kid has it all.
1: No, no question. There's no question there. I mean, a lot of people talking about Max Clark could have been a number one overall pick in a number of yeah. other years. So this is a this is an inordinately Deep draft.
0: Yes. That, that's what what played out here. So they, they, they get Clark, and he's an easy sell, uh, not only in terms of skills, but they really did a lot of profiling on him uh, when they got him into Detroit and really debriefed him and broke him down, you might say, uh, to see if there were any chinks in the armor here, physically or psychologically. And we're completely persuaded that this kid is absolutely exceptional with a capital E. So at that point, you say, guys, and you say that to your cohorts, uh, we're all in agreement here. Uh, This is not your average bear. And so they uh, draft Max Clark. That leaves then uh, Walker at Langford to go to the Rangers at four and um jenkins walker jenkins to go number five pardon me to the twins so tony in that respect the five right. were the five but they just simply went in a different order from what was really foreseen um i think by just about all of the pundits and just about all of the outlets that were trying to handicap this 2023 draft
1: right no question um yes yeah, it's, it's fascinating Fascinating start to the draft. Skeens and uh Cruz, the first set of teammates ever to go one, two. Mm-hmm. Or just kept hearing all these LSU names. I mean, no kidding they won the World Series with the talent that they had. Um, then Max Clark happens, and obviously there's gonna be a lot of opinions on Twitter, social media, wherever, including myself. You know, look, there's only <laughs> there's there's not a ton of fully invested draft experts for major league baseball and i'm certainly not one of them and i know that many people on social media aren't however tiger fans are frustrated with the rebuild right They're with how long this has taken so they assumed and by stuff and by things that they read that it would be the college bat that might get to the major mm-hmm. leagues quicker um that said the tigers and harris clearly saw you know a difference maker here. And it is worth noting that as much trouble as tigers have had drafting quality hitters and developing quality hitters, the last one they really probably, it looks like they've hit on was a high school hitter in Riley green. Um, So um, you you, you could see, you could see that, but um, I mean, they must've been clear, clearly, clearly convinced when Because if you pick, if you get two guys and one's a high school or one's a college guy and it's close, you're probably going to go with the college guy. Um, And they so they must have been clearly convinced that Carter was their guy.
0: Yeah. And I had done a big story on this kid back in April, spoke uh, with his. Clark, host, so Carter, sure. not Carter. So sorry about that. Yeah. Um, Cl- Clark. And I mean, anybody familiar with him and whether he was doing there at Franklin High understood this is not uh, a common talent. Um, and, and you're right, in many, many years, he would have gone 1-1. And so I think the Tigers, probably to their credit, and and I agree with this, by the way, you don't really begin to look for college hitters because you can get them here faster to work with Green and Torkelson and, and Colt Keith and that. I don't think you play that game, Tony, if you want a long-term competitive situation with your ball team, which is really what you need. Uh, you you don't worry about that. You, you know that you've got talent coming at any particular juncture as long as it's just that, talent. And uh, that's going to end up crafting for you a pretty good competitive roster. So I, I suspect he is going to get to Detroit as quickly as Riley Green did inside of three years. That sounds like a long time, but as we know, isn't. And I think uh, they did a good job probably with their subsequent picks, particularly the second guy in Kevin McGonigal, uh, the shortstop that they got because he was a true first-round talent. Uh, Baseball America listed him as the 25th best prospect in the whole land. Well, there's some the people out there that that call
1: that, that call those two guys the top high school bats in the draft.
0: Yeah, McGonagall was well-known, and I didn't think he'd make it to the second round or, or I mean, to even to the supplemental round, certainly. Uh, but uh, he did, and uh, they coughed up the money that's going to keep him from his, his uh, Auburn commitment. Uh, they probably hit on a good one there. What I like, Tony, is that I suspect and see already that these guys are identifying talent in great dimension and that's what this farm system has lacked for 40 years is this kind of application of skills and insight which is why scott harris made his first very first moves as uh, the new boss by changing his amateur drafting uh, at the very top bringing in two people sharpies and uh, i think you're going to see an immediate dividend here Uh, I'm pretty eager, in fact, to get on to Lakeland here in coming weeks and uh, get a good gander at Clark and some of the others that were going to be down there after they sign, because I think it's going to be revealing. And again, I, I think you're going to see a different baseball product steadily, because this is what's been lacking for four decades yeah. Well, that's the thing. Crop. You said
1: yeah, earlier a few seconds ago, I didn't know if you said four years or 40, because either one is it could be 40 <laughs> years. Especially <laughs> unfortunately, especially say 40, on, yeah. Especially on the position player side of things. I mean, if you look at this thing, um, I mean, it's I mean it's been a disaster drafting position players. That's yeah. frankly the truth, um, for many years, many decades, and many generations. And uh, so uh it's interesting that the first three guys off the board tonight were position players. Um uh with uh with Clark they interestingly they got him for under slot they got him for the fourth round pick or fourth overall pick money which probably helps them with the McGonagall pick uh, it Did right after that um which is interesting yeah. but um you know it's 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 hard with the draft you've covered it forever you know only a percentage a smaller percentage of these guys are going to hit you know are going they're gonna hit on a, a small percentage that's the case with most teams but it is kind of fun to think of an outfield in Detroit of uh, Riley Green, Max Clark, and Parker uh, Parker Meadows. <laughs>
0: it's a it's a pretty athletic outfield. <laughs> yeah, and uh, again, they've needed an infusion of bats and position players because uh, that has been unfailingly, uh, or I should say, failingly, uh, the the real original sin of, of this entire process over four decades. And so I'm not surprised at all that they went immediately with bats tonight. I won't be surprised at all if they add a few more tomorrow, although there's going to be some pitchers in the mix here and maybe as quickly as their, their third round pick. Uh, but uh, I think you can already see, Tony, um, a, a complete remodeling of uh, the process that has left this Tigers team so deficient, so crying for offense and hitters. Uh, It's been unnecessary, it's been persistent, and I think uh, maybe tonight signaled the start of a completely different program in terms of getting talent into this farm system and eventually to Detroit.
1: Yeah. know yeah, It's funny. You know, you look back on the Tigers drafts and um, I'm going to take Riley Green out of the mix because um, he's pretty recent and he might, it looks like he's gonna, they're going to hit on him. But um, if you go back, I mean, you think about these 40 years, you go back all the way, you know, to when they drafted the 84 team back in the 70s. Yeah. You're looking at the, if, you, if I were to ask you to come up with five, excellent <laughs> hitter picks that they've had since then you'd struggle to do that that's the reality of it for since the 70s you'd i mean you, you you you'd hit on okay you'd hit on alex avila he was you know he was an all-star you'd hit on okay curtis granderson you know you might mm-hmm. even throw nick castellanos into that mix he might make that he top would. five he would and maybe travis Fryman. and that's Brandon yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But I mean, that's how that's soon, about it. You know, you really have to struggle to come up with a top five offensive draft picks for the Tigers in over 40 years.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it all the people that have screamed about payroll being the Tigers enemy are completely upside down with the critique of the Tigers, in my view. And they have to develop it's, something. It's you what your front loading. You've got to front load it with talent that you're drafting and signing out of Latin America, which is another subject that we can discuss at some point, because that's been absolutely as bereft of getting any kind of really difference-making personnel into the system. And when they did get it with Willie Adamas or Eugenio Suarez, they've traded it, but it's been very, very paltry on that end. And that suddenly explains why you haven't had a world championship here in thirty-nine years. It's mm-hmm. it's a complete direct line between bad drafting and uh, the inability for this team to win a championship. So that's where I think things might have turned around here tonight. Uh, just in this initial few picks, I, I saw stuff that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I, I mean, even you look at the two thousand six Tigers. You know,
1: I mean, you know, two of the anchors of that team were two draft picks in Verlander and Zamaya, and you 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 have to some you have to build a foundation before you supplement and fill in the cracks. And if you look at the tigers, the tigers saw that, and then they started to fill in the cracks one year at a time with the free agent to building up to two thousand six. And see, it has to be a mix. Um, You know, look, the, the pick surprised me because again you know, Tiger fans are frustrated. I get it. It's a long, it's been a long time and, you know, it's been a tough season again. Um, And so, you know, they look at who can we get here quicker. I get that. Uh, But I, you know, I'm also willing to give Scott Harris a year. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't even been here a year and there's yeah. already people calling for him to be on the chopping block because he picked this kid who would have gone number one in a lot of other drafts. That's pretty yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, and look, I, I didn't think initially they should, should go after him either because what they had in Langford and in and Cruz and, and even Skeens was, uh, again, brilliance that you rarely see. But we also knew that prep crop was extremely good this year. And uh, in the case of Clark, we knew his physical skills were off the chart. Uh, when the scouts had seen him as frequently as they did, and they were, I think, on him daily, if not weekly, um, then um, I, I have to give them the benefit, not only of the doubt there, but probably uh, I, I have to go along with their thoughts that uh, they really got uh, a potential franchise player here tonight. And if personality and all of the other characteristics that you associate with winning athletes can be evident in an interview. I think that was tonight, too. Um, the, the kid is very, very impressive. And I mean, not just in a slick way, uh, but uh, there's a lot of substance there. And uh, I know the Tigers as much latched onto that as they did uh, on his uh, amazing quiver of talents. Yeah, and the other thing too, you know, it's like you know, fans calling for the college
1: athlete to get here quicker. I mean, they do have, you know, they do have Colt Keith coming. They do have Parker Meadows coming. I mean, mm-hmm. they they've got some pieces coming. It's they weren't they, gonna, they weren't going to draft the, the 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 guy who was going to lead them to the World Series in twenty twenty four tonight. I mean, that wasn't going to yeah. happen. And uh, you know, and I think with with between pitchers, I'd much rather you if you had to choose, I'd much rather go with the college guy. Um, and I think it's been proven a lot, you know, and a lot of high school pitchers can be bust with, with the position player, you know, I think there's a track record where high schoolers can make it, um, more than uh, pitchers. And so I guess if you're going to go this route, um, I, I think it's better to, to go with, uh, you know, position player as a high schooler than a pitcher. And I think that's been proven. And, uh, so we'll see, we're a long way from finding out if this was a good pick or not, but, uh, it was definitely an intriguing pick. I think we can agree on
0: that. Oh, it was, and uh, boy, it's been a, a fun, fun thing to try to really uh, sort out for a lot of months now, and yet uh, how that we we're dealing with <laughs> oh, Well, it, it didn't it, you know, it did and it didn't um, it, it, I've never seen anything as top secret as teams in their draft uh, strategies are concerned. They just keep them, completely locked away yeah. and um and a lot of it too is they aren't always sure until it gets down to the 11th hour what they're going to do
1: all right and there's negotiations and you know and oh, that's think, part of it i mean that's huge with the pirates i mean clearly they felt comfortable they were gonna you know be able to come up with the money that Skeens is going to demand and uh and you know they took them i mean he just you know all the comps say steven strassburg and, uh, if, you know, if he's that, I think you, you, they've hit on a winner there. Um, but uh, it is fascinating, though. And, you know, what's really fascinating is how much more media coverage there is in the Major League Baseball draft than there was mm-hmm. even five years ago, 10 years ago. I, was, I put something on Twitter earlier today. My dad was drafted in the early 70s out of uh, high school in Detroit by the Red Sox. He didn't find out till a week later when they sent him a letter. They didn't even put it in the newspaper. Like, I mean, and now it's it's this big thing and people are into it. And it's it's kind of cool to see.
0: It is. It it was a good drama tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you say, it wasn't very long ago that uh, the baseball draft was just uh, completely a, a forgettable exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I like uh, how much attention is paid to it in the sense that it, creates a season within a season. And in that respect, it rivals recruiting on the football and basketball fronts. And I don't see how you can be interested in any sport and not be interested in what's coming over the horizon, Mm -hmm. which is delivered either by recruiting or, in this case, by drafting. And we saw, of course, what the Lions uh, generated in uh, energy here just uh, uh, 10 weeks ago. So it's, it's fun stuff. I love it. And um, I had a lot of fun covering it today. I mean, it was a complete curveball in terms of how those five guys went. Uh, but, um, you know, everybody was sort of entertained by the fact that it was different from what was anticipated. And uh, from what could be reported right to the end. I, I, I really thought it was lining up with a Langford, Skeens, and, uh, and Crews one, two, three, and uh, it didn't go that way.
1: All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Tigers Today podcast. Appreciate Lynn Henning joining us with his thoughts on the draft. Lynn will continue... To be covering the draft for the Detroit News at DetroitNews.com, Monday as rounds 3 through 10. And then Tuesday, the draft wraps up with rounds 11 through 20. So follow all his coverage there at DetroitNews.com. I'll keep you up to date with the local picks of note. Uh, First, um, second round pick today was Mitch Jeb of Michigan State. He's shortstop. He went to the Pittsburgh Pirates, so I'll keep you up to date on that as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Tigers Today podcast. Uh, the next probably few editions of this podcast will be hosted by Nolan Bianchi. He'll be uh, joined by Chris McCoskey as they take you through the later stages of the summer. Yeah, you might be able to hear, uh, but I'm having some major dental work done. And uh, so I'm going to be out of commission, at least for the podcast purposes um, coming moving forward. So it'll be Nolan and Chris to take you through the end of the summer. That'll do it for now. Make sure to follow all our Detroit
0: Available on Apple, Spotify, com, or wherever you get your podcasts.